If you allow yourself to dream, vividly imagine it in your mind, speak it out in faith, then according to God's word whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believing you shall receive. Have you ever wondered why Christians go through tests and trials and they can get sick and, and have financial difficulties and so on? Well, I'll tell you why. Welcome to All Things Are Possible podcast with your host, S.T. Smith, where you'll get the uncompromised Word of God in bite-sized nuggets. So grab your Bible and get ready for some good news. Now here's your host, S.T. Smith. Hello, this is S.T. Smith, your host for All Things Are Possible, reminding you that the Word of God is alive and active and will speak to you and guide you. Have you ever wondered why we as Christians can have bad things happen to us? We can experience financial struggles, sickness, depression, evil thoughts, and so on. Well, I'll tell you why. It's easy. Satan is a thief and he hates you because you're created in God's image. Remember the balancing scripture, John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. God has a purpose for your life. And Satan is trying to stop you from fulfilling it. It's that easy. In the last episode, we spoke about two Greek words for the Word of God. One was logos, meaning the written word that we see in the Bible. And the other was rhema, which is a spoken, inspired word that the Holy Spirit will give us and speak to our hearts. One rhema revelation I received over 40 years ago was from Mark chapter 4 and the parable of the sower. After the disciples asked Jesus to explain the parable, he told them that they were given the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom of God. And in verse 13, he said, Know ye not this parable? How then will you know all parables? Wow! In other words, studying and understanding this parable is key to understanding all his parables. Wow, what an insight into the knowledge of God's kingdom. This was a rhema moment for me. I realize that if I can understand this parable, I can understand all parables. God's whole kingdom operates on the seed principle. And that seed is speaking God's word into the good ground of our human heart, which is the human spirit, using our imagination as a movie screen, visualizing our desired end results. This natural system is governed by the unchangeable laws of seed time and harvest. Remember the law of Genesis? Everything produces after its own kind. This parable illustrates some of the unchangeable laws of how God's word works. The whole world operates from seeds. There wouldn't be any animal, plant, or human life without seeds. Likewise, the whole kingdom of God is dependent on the word of God as a seed. Remember Colossians 1.3 says he upholds all things by the word of his power. God's word to his kingdom is the way that the world is totally dependent on seeds. God's word contains total power, but it has to be planted in our hearts and allowed to germinate before it releases that power. Now there's a process and a timeline. In verses 26 to 29, Jesus said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knows not how. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit has brought forth, he said, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now, verse 28 the earth brings forth fruit of herself. Remember, 
The earth that the word is sowed in is the human heart, the human spirit. When our spirit has the word of God planted in it, God created us to be able to manifest the fruit of what that word promises, whether salvation, healing, prosperity, love, joy, peace, etc. Don't forget Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it come the issues of life. Like an army person gets issued everything he needs for survival and warfare, everything that you will be issued or receive in life will come from your heart. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. We bring forth things in our life by speaking what's in our hearts. The good treasure is the word of God that's in our hearts. In the verse right before this one, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Like we said before, if you want to see where your life is headed, listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Look, I know lots of people are going through some things right now. Maybe some financial difficulty, uh, maybe health issues or a number of other, you know, afflictions. Just this morning, God showed me there are some listeners here today that are so guilt-ridden because of things you've done in the past that you think God couldn't possibly forgive you. Well, for a moment, I want you to consider the Apostle Paul. He murdered people, tortured and enslaved them. But God offered mercy and grace to him. Look, if God can forgive him, then he will certainly forgive you. In fact, he already has. In 1 Timothy 1.14, Paul says, The grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love. Thayer's Greek-English lexicon says that the verb from which exceeding abundant was translated literally means to be exceedingly abundant to overflowing, to possess and excess. Wow. Therefore, Paul received God's grace and abundance accompanied by faith and love. The good news is the Lord doesn't just extend mercy to us that delivers us from the just consequences of our actions. He also extends the faith to us that allows us to appropriate God's great love for us. Wow. And all the benefits that love has provided. Praise God. Paul said, the life I live, I live by the faith of Christ. Remember, our podcast theme, don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. But let me tell you something. Paul said, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's 2 Timothy 3.12. Paul said, we're appointed to afflictions. The word appointed was translated from the Greek word K-E-I-M-A-I. And according to Strong's Concordance, this Greek word means to lie outstretched. This is describing us as being in the path of and vulnerable to afflictions. This is not to say that the Lord is sending the affliction. Let's look at the parable in Mark 4 again. Remember, if we understand this parable, we understand all the parables. The second type of heart condition described in this parable is one where a person understood the word and was excited about it. But that person didn't take the time to get God's word rooted inside. Therefore, the word did germinate, but it couldn't produce fruit because it didn't have a good root system. Look, roots develop underground, out of sight. Most people want the visible results of fruit, but they don't want to develop the root system necessary to produce and sustain the fruit. A seed that germinates in shallow earth will 
put all its energies into growth above ground because there's nowhere else for it to go, right? So at first, it looks better than the seed that is putting its effort into building a good root system. But when the sun starts drying out the plant, the root system isn't there to sustain it and it'll wither and die. Most people don't like the root building process. They want to experience the benefits of the word that are visible in their lives, but they don't want to just spend time alone with God in his word, letting that word get rooted and established in them. So there can be visible results in a person's life who only listens to someone else minister the word. But when things get tough, only the word that that person has personal roots in, in their heart, will bear fruit. Likewise, some Christians get very excited over the promises of God's word, but make the mistake of not getting firmly established in, in those truths before they jump out on a limb with them. These kind of people wither away when the heat is on. We can't live off of someone else's commitment to the word. We must have root in ourselves, like it says in Mark 4, 17. Notice that afflictions, persecutions, and tribulations are instruments of the devil and are used to choke God's word and stop it from bearing fruit in our lives. They are not good things that God brings our way to improve us or test us or teach us something. They are instruments of Satan. Those things are designed to take our attention off of God's word, thereby stopping the word from taking root in us. It's like the runners who spend all day, all of their time in the grandstands, arguing with the hecklers over the way they should be running the race. They may win the argument, but they'll lose the race. We can't let anything distract us from meditating on God's word day and night. For then we'll make our way prosperous. And then we'll have good success, like it says in Joshua 1.8. By consistently putting God's word first place in every area of our lives, we'll let that word become so rooted in us that nothing can get it out. Remember again the balancing scripture in the Bible, John 10.10. 10. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life, and that more abundantly. So ask yourself, is the affliction you're experiencing hurting you in some way? Is it stealing joy or health? Is it destroying relationship? Does it, does it make you sad or depressed? Well, then you know that's from Satan, trying to keep God's word from taking root and growing inside you. It's not God using evil things to try to teach you something. Some people think that Satan doesn't have the power to hinder or, or, or trick us or afflict us in anything. The Apostle Paul would disagree. He was hindered several times by Satan. Yeah, I mean, Satan has severe limitations, and he can't just devour people. But 1 Peter 5, 8 says he roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. The person has to cooperate with Satan in order to allow him to hurt and destroy them. It's still intimidation or ignorance that Christians let the devil destroy them. Satan needs our consent and cooperation. You need to treat trials and tests this way. Same thing with afflictions. You rebuke them. You speak to them. Remember, speak to your mountains. We have to actively fight against the devil. He'll devour you if you ignore him. But he can't overcome true believers who actively resist him. Read James 4, 7. What I'm saying is, persecution and afflictions don't come from God, so you shouldn't embrace them. 
No, you shouldn't be surprised either, though, when they come. Because remember, all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Remember the words of Jesus in John 16, 33. And these things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And remember 1 John 4, 17, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Jesus overcame all these things, therefore we can overcome them as well because he gave us his power. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and come back for the next episode where S.D. Smith teaches how all things are possible through God's word.